listeners, burning with desire for another episode of Movie, Movie, Film, Film. It's the podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Mm-hmm. I'm Nate. Come home, Amy. I dare you. And I'm Terrell. Good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. I don't know yours. Uh, Army of Darkness. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your, I, that's your second quote from that Evil Dead franchise. Is it? Yeah, you did. Something. Maybe. Before. I don't remember Probably. what. I think it was Evil Dead 2. <laughs> what was yours? Mine was Gone Girl. Gone Girl, okay. Because today we're talking about burning. Yes, we movie are. movie where the girl's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but first, some movie, movie, news, news. Or just trailer talk as yeah, it's some, some kind of becoming. Talk. Uh, it chapter two. Yeah, it's chapter two. Premiered its trailer with um. I like the way they did the trailer for this one because it shows a like a extended clip for the movie. I do prefer when trailers will show early scenes from like scenes from the beginning of a movie. Like you get a feel for the whole mm-hmm. scene instead of just clips that take you through the entire plot of the whole movie. Yeah, or eighty percent of it. Right. And it's a good setup too. It's a little chilling. It's really creepy with with the old lady and Jessica mm-hmm. uh, Chastain, who is, I believe, like great casting, like great casting mm-hmm. from like the little girl to her. The girl that played the young girl in mm-hmm. the first one mm-hmm. played a young Amy Adams in Sharper in Sharp Objects. Interesting. And I thought that was really good because they have the same like little curl curved nose mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, yeah, Jessica Chastain's also a, an older, red-haired yeah. woman. Yeah, and she's a great actress. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's more great casting. And there, uh, Bill uh, Hader mm-hmm. is in there, and James McAvoy, and a few other people. Bill Hader, probably not there to provide comic relief. I guess he's just doing a horror movie now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his he character. Can act. Yeah, he can act. He his, can act. Really. He's his, he's his a very good actor and write I, and direct. Yeah, if I remember correctly, his character isn't the comic relief of the movie. That's mm-hmm. not who who he's portraying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say. I'm looking forward to it definitely. I went to go see it with my mom when it first came out. You know, I always drag her yeah. to a horror movie. I definitely <laughs> have to catch up and watch chapter one. Yeah, have you seen that original? Nope. All right, we have to watch the original first. Do I have to? No, but do I have to read the com- book also? No, no, no. But the original is really good, okay. and it has Tim Curry in it. Yeah. Ooh, I do like Tim Curry. Yeah, right. Come on, he's yeah. he's, he's, okay. he's Pennywise in the original. Ooh, yeah, nice. Uh huh. All right, I'll mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. Uh, we also got Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, the second trailer dropped. Yes. A little more detail after Endgame. Yeah, let's not spoil Endgame yet. Again. Well, we spoiled it at the end of the episode. Oh, right. Let's not open the very next episode with, all right, now we're just going <laughs> to talk about Spider-Man and offhand spoil Endgame. But we got Peter in a... Uh, he's alive. He is alive. <laughs> he's going to Europe. Yeah, it's dealing with the effects. Like, it happens directly after Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that was interesting to see. Yeah, we get some interesting things where it seems like Jake Gyllenhaal, who's playing Mysterio, the villain mm-hmm. in the movie, is being introduced to Spider-Man as a fellow hero. Yeah, he's a hero, and he's also from a different dimension, like an yes, alternate timeline. Possibly. Yeah. But who knows? I think knows? the whole character of Mysterio is that everything's a show, and you don't know what you can believe. Yeah. 
Oh, I can't wait for it. Mysterio is yeah. like my favorite. My Jake Gyllenhaal is my favorite. Yeah, so. Jake Gyllenhaal is playing my favorite. Yeah, my favorite is, is playing yeah, your favorite. favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So I don't really get why they're leaving New York. I mean, I feel like Spider-Man and New York City are pretty closely tied. Mm-hmm. And to just have the second Spider-Man movie in this franchise be mm-hmm. abroad is right. kind of weird. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because, like... I guess, I guess every place would, would be distraught, but like I guess New York would just look ravished. I guess like, like yeah, it would look pretty bad. Well, something I liked a lot about Homecoming is that even though Spider-Man was being ushered into this Marvel Cinematic Universe, it he was just a kid in high school. It felt very grounded. Yeah. This doesn't seem like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the title is far from home. Like they're. They're not being coy about that. They acknowledge it, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be as into it. We'll see. You know, it's yeah. the sequel. It's a little bigger and, yeah. and, 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 and badder, bigger and badder. So far in the history of cinematic Spider-Mans, there's only been one Spider-Man 2. That's good. The original Spider-Man yeah. 2. One of the best Spider-Man movies. I was gonna say probably the best, but then I remembered that Spider Verse exists, mm-hmm. and that's the best. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. During the trailer, as soon as they said alternate uh, dimensions, I was like, "Introduce Miles Morales!" Like, yeah, come on, right. that's that's the the door right there. You guys just opened it. Oh, they did show Spider-Man in the noir suit though in the yeah. trailer. Mm-hmm. Who's a character in Spider Verse? The yeah. movie I like better than the. I guess I haven't seen it yet. Maybe maybe Far From Home is better than Spider-Verse. Yeah, we, we, you can't we, see, but I'm shaking my head yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> wait on it. Wait on it. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's about for, it. Yeah, <laughs> for, yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's let's talk about burning. Let's talk about burning. I have a feeling this conversation is going to go on for a while. It's a long movie. It's a very long movie. Two it hours and 28. Short. Yeah. Shorter than Endgames, yeah. but still long. It was much slow, slower paced. Very slower paced movie. This movie definitely needed a uh, second viewing. For like, personally, for me, mm-hmm. I needed to see this movie twice. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. As soon as I finished watching it the first time, I was very happy that we had scheduled a second viewing yeah. in before the podcast because it's just. Yeah, you don't know what you're looking for the first yeah, time. Yeah, the the first time I watched it, I'm just like my mind is racing thinking like, Oh, this is this is this is a trap. This is something wrong. This is something bad and it mm-hmm. ends up not being that. And so watching it the second time, my mind is at ease. Yeah. You know, and I can focus on the story. And because it's a mystery, you're still trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. but you kinda know, you know, the path. You know, what you're about to see at least yeah. so mm-hmm. you can it's easier to try to put things together yeah let's uh let's start you know burning's a korean uh mystery drama yeah mm-hmm. maybe a thriller i don't know maybe like a little... in the last 20 minutes yeah. definitely yeah definitely but more mystery drama i'd say yeah so again you know the movie starts with uh the meet q boy meets girl yes yeah like right away well, it's, uh, yeah, our protagonist, Jung-soo, mm-hmm. uh, runs into 
a girl, Jaime. Jaime. Mm-hmm. We learn that they knew each other from their childhood. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't recognize her though, right? Because she says she has gotten plastic surgery, mm-hmm. and uh, she notices him right away. Mm-hmm. And right away, she's like very into him, almost yeah. too much so. To where, because of the first time I watched it, I was a little worried. I was just like... it's. It seems like a setup. Yeah, it I'm seems like a setup. I'm not fully convinced that it wasn't. Yeah. Like, she's, like, really into him. They, like, she's like, you want to, you know, smoke on, on, on my break? And so, they, mm-hmm. like, they smoke and they talk. And I think that's where she reveals that she had plastic surgery. I think or it's when it... they first run into each other. Okay. And she's asking if he recognizes her. Right. Uh, we should say it's her break from like her chances yeah. to lure people into people the in. store. Or some it's... lottery promotion. Yeah, she gives Jung Soo the ticket, the and he ticket, yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. And he wins a watch, a, a watch, watch that she talks him into giving her. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 These these seem like small things, but then yeah, they all they all come back. You yeah, know? it's a it's so two hour twenty eight minute movie, but I don't think there's much in there that is wasted. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then I mean, after the smoke break, she's so into him mm-hmm. that she's like, "You want to go get drinks?" And he's like, "Why not?" Yeah, you know. Let's first talk about what we learn about who Jung Soo is. He, okay. he says what he's up to in his life right now is that he's a writer. Mm-hmm. But then he's a little weird about it because he hasn't actually written anything. He yeah. says he, he want, he's not officially a writer. He wants to become one. Mm-hmm. And I think this idea of not quite being what you say you are, saying you're something that yeah. you're not, mm-hmm. it's just question marks everywhere in every corner of this movie. <laughs> yeah, he went to college, mm-hmm. um, but he's not doing anything with his degree right now. No, I think he recently got back from the military no he he went to the military and then he went to oh, college okay and now he's not doing much of anything and now he's moving back to his parents yeah home mm-hmm. on, on a farm in a farm village yeah outside of seoul North, yeah n- near uh, north korea yeah near the border all right so we we go off for drinks and then we get like this great dialogue uh, with Jaime talking about the little hunger and the great hunger. Yes. She wants to go to uh, Africa, I think Kenya, right, to be exact, mm-hmm. and uh, visit the bush people to learn about the great hunger because she wants to figure out the meaning of life. Yeah, it's she wants to go to Africa for the same reason that a lot of young lost people go to africa <laughs> right it's kind of this naive thing right yeah. this this quest mm-hmm. but also it's you know a universal uh feeling this great hunger the yeah. little hunger is um just people who starve for food literally yeah. the great hunger is you starve for meaning yeah. in your existence yeah which is which is pretty cool because it sets her up to be this lost character Mm -hmm. searching for an answer that she probably not gonna get i mean definitely not gonna get we we don't know yeah i mean does anyone know that answer 
like the greater meaning to life? I think people do a good job of pretending that they know Probably, and yeah. they invest a lot in showing everyone that they in fact do know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what she's on the hunt for. And, uh, you know, she ends up getting really drunk and passing out. Not, and... not before that though. She does okay. some pantomiming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, want yeah. to talk about, about oh, you want to talk about the pantomiming. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think there's some big, uh, thematic significance to this idea she's showing she's pantomiming eating a nectarine yeah and uh she says it's all about once you convince yourself that something's there it's hard to believe that it's not right um and that pantomiming isn't about talent it's all mental it's just believing that it's there right and that's a lot of uh what follows yeah i think Jong Su believes that there's stuff happening that may or may not be happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even small things like he's. Well, we'll get it. We'll yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we in Jaime's apartment yet? Well, yeah. She asks him at the place that they're at yeah. to feed her cat while while she's away in Africa, mm-hmm. and then it's the next scene where we get to her apartment. I, you know, in my notes, I wrote down so many little things. Like I wrote, I really liked when Jung Su's paying at that first dinner. Mm-hmm. We see him paying, and there's like this hesitation once he gets the receipt yeah. in his card. He like does a double take. Yeah, because it's it's they, a bit pricey. They do a really good job of showing that yeah, our character is yeah, struggling a, financially. Yeah, this is before. Yeah, this is before we even see his desolate farm mm-hmm. house. Yeah, and and she's passed out. And instead of waking her up, he yeah. just sits there on his phone. Isn't is that where the people right next to him are making out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people right next to him are making out. Yeah, he's got out. he's got some hunger as yeah. well. Or I don't know if it's the great hunger, but yeah, <laughs> definitely a, a strong desire for Jaime. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that happens just yet. I don't know if that happens I, just yet until. Um, no, actually, yeah, no, it does happen at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we get to uh, the meeting so that she can, like, introduce her to her apartment. Yeah. And and the cat. And she does this thing right away where, where he gets off the bus. She's really excited. And she, like, wraps her arm around his arm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was just like, she was just like, it was just like, really quickly, how friendly she got. And he was just, like, noticing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get into her apartment, and uh, there's no cat. But there is a cat. But there's no cat. There's a discussion of whether or not there is a yeah. cat. It's a, Even the cat's it's a, a mystery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this concept in, what is it, like quantum theory or something? Phys- quantum <laughs> physics? Just Schrodinger's cat is this idea of this cat that you observe... And if you look for the cat, then it ceases to exist. Mm. But if you just believe that it's there, then it can exist based on that. But if you need to prove that it's there, then it stops existing. Okay. Um, It's about um, the influence that a third-party observer can have on what they're witnessing. Mm -hmm. So... That kind of speaks to Jung Su as this third party in the events that follow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
whether or not his presence affected what happened or what did happen. We don't even know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's this discussion of if is the cat even here? Uh, Jaime says the cat's shy. All right. The cat's name is Boyle. Yeah, the cat's name is Boyle. <laughs> B-O-I-L. Not, um, not like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I kind of like Boyle as a cat name. Yeah. <laughs> I just was thinking of uh, Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we, we get uh, 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 two, two important things. We get the moment where she's talking about how the light reflects. Yes. Right? Off the She only the gets sunlight once a day mm-hmm. when it bounces off the soul tower. It's a very rare occurrence. Reflecting in her room. So she doesn't even get light in her room unless it's bouncing off the skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Also, when Jong Su first enters the apartment, he comments on how nice it is. He says in his last place, his kitchen sink was right next to his toilet. Right. We see he walks in. He's right next to the kitchen sink. After he makes that statement, the camera just like we see the rest of the room. It's very small. Yeah, it's just a room. And it's then not a nice. Yeah. Um, His place must have been really. But that's tiny. yeah. That really says a lot about where yeah. he's at uh, financially, where she's at. Mm-hmm. What was your second thing? My second thing was when she is talking to him on the bed, and she was like, "You called me ugly," mm. and that. I that kind of like tripped me out because I'm just like, oh, this is it. Yeah, this is, is, is this like him. a revenge thing? Right, Who exactly. Knows? Right, and so um, because like everything following was so awkward that any mm-hmm. moment something could have happened. Um, so yeah, she says you called me ugly, but now tell me the truth. And so she like gets really close to him, and then that's when they start to get intimate. And yeah, um, he doesn't respond. Yeah. This accusation of that, I guess, he bullied her when they were younger. Mm -hmm. He doesn't respond. They just go right into sex. Yeah. And it's very awkward, too. This, okay, so this is his first time, right? This is his first time having sex, right? I don't know. It seems like it is. The way he kisses her is very, like, it's very, like, like when you're doing something, you have, like, a great release of energy and, Mm -hmm. like, like like anticipation being released you know what i mean and he's kissing her and he's breathing like really heavy and he's like squinching up his face and he's going to have sex with her and she's like wait uh and she goes to grab a condom now even her grabbing she grabs a condom from like under her bed like she knows exactly where they are yeah for some reason (laughs) i even thought her grabbing the condom was like part of a setup like it was gonna Mm. like she did something to the condom or something i was just very paranoid and he like he can't put on a condom that's a another okay factor yeah you're right she has to put it on yeah she has to put him put it on and then when he like enter enters her when he penetrates her Mm -hmm. it's it's a really hi mom i know you're listening (laughs) (laughs) it's a really big moment for him yeah you can see it on his face a Seems like this is his first time in a woman. Maybe. I'll say that. It's, the way it's filmed is so... It's mostly one shot. It's mm-hmm. just this long shot of them. And it's kind of slanted on the bed. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no sound. Usually you get some music mm-hmm. when two characters no. are having no, sex. Nothing. It's just silent. And she's, she's, she's laying there looking at him... And he's just doing his business. And then he, like, goes to kiss her. But it's just, like, 
like they're just mushing faces mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he wait l- that's not what kissing is <laughs> <laughs> it's so like dead fish it's so weird yeah. <laughs> and then he looks up and he sees it he sees the light mm-hmm. the rare occurrence is right happening, and that's right? when he climaxes yeah the light starts to fade mm-hmm. and then yeah climaxes the brief glimmer of light yeah that could maybe be symbolic of Jaime's uh entrance into a entrance and disappearance mm-hmm. from his life just as this glimmer of light this fleeting beauty um also really important uh piece of information that was released in this um scene is him uh, saying that his mom left mhm um, and that his father is having some trouble, but yeah. Jaime doesn't ask him for details. Yeah, she says she's like, "There's always problems." Yep. So yeah. we, as audience, don't get any details on that yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. We we and even by the end, we don't have specifics about what happened. We know there was an assault, an obstruction of justice, mm-hmm. he threw a chair, but we don't know yeah. at whom or why. Mm-hmm. We hear. I mean, I I'm, I am jumping ahead a little bit, but we hear that the his father has this uh, bottled up anger and rage issues, and right. Jong Su hates him for that. Yeah, we yeah, discover Jong Su might have yeah. the same. Yeah, that is jumping. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> and so like so after thing. after the really awkward sex scene, we go to the farm. Yes. Much. Yeah, he's walking in the rain. You know, what I mean, just carefree. I guess feeling kind of good. Yeah, I mean, already just the contrast from the city to uh his hometown is yeah stark mm-hmm. and he walks in the house and it's just junky it's a mess you know i mean his dad it's pretty left depressing a, yeah, yeah his dad was alone in that house mm-hmm. pretty much and not clean, cleaning after himself or anything mm-hmm. like that and so i mean the the important things we see um in this place i'll just run it down is that there's a cow yeah, a, um, a very skinny cow. Yeah, very small yeah. cow. Um, right away, we get the 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 mysterious calls. They start. Yes. Yeah. One of the many mysteries of mm-hmm. the movie are these calls that Jong Su gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anytime he picks up the phone, he says hello, but there's nothing there. Yeah, no one answers. Um, and then we get um. I I wrote this, but. We get Trump on the TV. I wrote Trump too. It's significant. Yeah. It's a Korean film, and Trump is on TV in you know the corner of the frame. Just this monster. <laughs> yeah, talking about immigration. You know what's weird is that before this moment, I had the thought. I was like, "What year is this set in?" I was like, "Oh, did that help place? date?" Yeah, that, that helped. Date it? Yeah, helped I just me, assumed like, it. it was uh, present. I was like, because he has like a landline. I don't know why. I'm okay. just like thinking like so American, and I'm just like you know. You yeah, know. where's his iPhone? Yeah, like we're like, but <laughs> he's not wearing Nikes. It's a little landline and stuff. So Trump pops up, and it, it helps me like set like the date. Okay, for and for me, it helped me kind of view. I was already struck by the city versus the farm, but then I started really paying attention to the class differences. Yeah, and then with the introduction of Ben's character later, that becomes even, even more glaring. And then we get a shot of the knives, 
um, his father has like a cabinet full of like blades. Yes. And I meet him. Chekhov's knives, as I wrote. I meet him and I was just like, this is important. I said, they're showing this to you for a reason. So remember that he has access to knives. Yeah, Anton Chekhov had this whole thing about how if you see a gun in Act 1, it'll go off by Act, what, 3? Yeah. Is that... There's three acts in a play. Yeah, three acts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they show you the, you know, the... They're like hunting knives, yeah, I guess. like little blades, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right after that, we get his first visit to her house. Yeah. Yeah. And Boyle is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. there's a litter box under Jaime's bed. That does seem to have some cat droppings in it, so yeah. they, it's implied that there is indeed a cat that's hiding. It's mm-hmm. a very small apartment, though. Yeah. I would think that you would be able to at least hear or see the cat, right? but we don't. Nope. Uh, we have to just assume that it's there, but that assumption c- can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets there, feeds the cat, or puts out cat food. Yeah, puts out cat food looks out the window at the tower that the light reflects on once a day. Yeah. And he, yeah, he gets horny. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he masturbates. Yeah. He starts to reminisce to, you know, what happened between him and, and Hami. That makes and, a lot of sense that that was his first sexual encounter. Right? I didn't consider right? that. He, he really starts to obsess over it. Yeah. 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 He's infatuated with her. Yeah. They have a short fling and she leaves for Kenya, right? afterwards yeah and he can't help himself <laughs> he can't help himself just starts touching himself mm-hmm. and uh i don't know exactly how we transition but next we get uh the introduction of his dad yeah he's in court mm-hmm. just sitting in the back watching the trial take yeah. place um and his dad is just looking at him it's the shot from the back yeah. And like everyone's, he's, Jung Su's just watching this thing take place and we just see the backs of heads and stuff. But then all of a sudden, one of the heads in the corner just turns mm-hmm. and just stares at him. And it's so ominous and creepy. Yeah. And by now, it's been like 15 minutes in the movie, maybe 20. I'm maybe expecting 20. the the stuff to start happening. Little did I know the stuff has been happening. It's just not the kind of stuff I thought. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, it's his. Him and his dad don't say anything to each other through the whole movie. Yeah, throughout the whole movie, they they just look. And then he does this weird look away thing, and mm-hmm. then he gets up and walks away. And he gets up, and then the next scene is him talking to his father's lawyer, mm-hmm. who's explaining to him that his father won't, uh, is so stubborn, he won't take the settlement. Yeah, he's full of pride. And he's too much pride. So, yeah, so I wanted to talk to you, Jung Su, to one ask if you could write a letter asking for a mm-hmm. uh, lesser he, sentence i thought it was interesting that the lawyer said that you should write a book about your father because he's right. a great protagonist and i'm like is he a great protagonist he's really the lawyer, troubled character the lawyer has this theory that mm-hmm. um hold on aren't all protagonists nuts yeah of course, by this point in the movie, I'm after having been watching Jun Su up until then, he's kind of boring, very simple, very quiet. Yeah. Um, a pretty blank face. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a blank canvas of a he, character. The lawyer says, are all protagonists nuts? And you think, okay, what's who's this protagonist of this movie that I've been watching? And is mm. is this guy nuts? I don't think so. Right. He just seems kind of... He's there. Yeah, it's little nuggets yeah. here and there, like, in the dialogue mm-hmm. that are, like, really great. That, like, when you watch it and watch it again, you're like, oh, this is what this meant. Oh, this is what this meant. So, yeah, those are one of those things, like, that comes back into play. Um... Again, he goes back to uh, Jaime's place. Yes. And <laughs> he starts to jerk off again. Like, he starts to, like... Yeah, he's got his routine. Yeah, he has his... his, his Put out cat food and water, stare out the window, look right. at a picture mm-hmm. of Jaime. She has just a picture of herself mm-hmm. next to the... Pinned to the window. Mm-hmm. All the other pictures are of, like, little white children... Yeah, there's like or, on her or fridge. maybe the same white child. I don't, yeah, there's it's a weird. white child, a sky, and a chicken. I was trying to figure out that like meant anything together, but I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, but like this time he gets interrupted. Um, Jaime calls him, and she tells him that she's been stuck at the um, airport in Kenya for three days because there was a bombing. Yes, and that she's gonna be on her way back, and she wants him to pick her up, and he's all too excited to. Yeah, this is, I didn't think about it the first time watching it, but the second time, because I'm, I don't, I don't know what to believe happened, but Mm -hmm. wouldn't she have said earlier, like, I'm going to be away for this long. This is the day I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. And so if she was stuck three extra days in the airport, why was... Chongsu at the apartment to continue feeding the cat if he expected her to have already been back by then. I was thinking maybe she came back early. But why would she be at the airport? Oh, like there were bombings and she Okay. Yeah. I was confused. Then. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um All right, so we're at the airport. Yeah, we're at the airport. <laughs> we're at the airport and uh Jaime is there. But she's not alone. We get uh, introduced to Ben. Yes. Yeah. Can Can this be the Stephen Yoon appreciation corner? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I just <laughs> want to say, I didn't watch The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So my introduction to Stephen Yoon has been, I think I first became aware of him in just personal appearances promoting The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I remember him on the TV show Comedy Bang Bang. Um just being funny. And I was like, oh, who's this guy full of life? Then, uh, I don't know. I've seen him in some stuff here and there. Uh, Okja comes to mind, a movie I like. Another Korean film I like a lot. Um, and then he recently has just been on my mind because he just started in an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Also playing a mysterious character mm-hmm. in a different way. Also, he was in a sketch on the Netflix series, I Think You Should Leave, and was funny on there. Yeah, I think about that sketch a lot. You, you should watch the rest. I should make you watch the rest of those episodes. I think about that, so good. That, that sketch a lot. <laughs> um, and also now he's starring on the Netflix series Tuca and Birdie from the creative team behind BoJack Horseman. Oh, I didn't know he was on that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He's the male lead, I guess. Ooh. The romantic lead. Okay. He plays another bird. They're all birds in that show. Yeah, right. He's funny, though. 
I don't know. He's got um, cause some good voice act, acting, yeah. some good. And in this movie, oh, when yeah. he popped up, I mean, I'd been waiting for him because I thought he was the star of the movie because mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything about this movie mm-hmm. before watching it. So I, I'd been waiting for him. Yeah. I I was definitely found out about this movie because of him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He's certainly compared to Jong Su, who we had been with the whole time, the whole ha- first half hour of the movie. Mm-hmm. But also, I think just in general, he's just magnetic. Yeah, uh, it's very charming. You want to, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt that he's like super good looking. <laughs> when I when I first the first time I viewed this movie, I couldn't get over the fact that I I know him as an American actor. Mm-hmm. And I just saw him as an American actor in a Korean film. Watching it the second time, I wasn't thinking like that. It kind of just fit in. Yeah. But it took a moment for that to happen. Okay. But, like, I mean, it's, like, nothing wrong with his accent or his Korean speaking or anything, as far as I can tell. Like, No, but the way they uh, he looks very position different. his yeah. character, though, is he is more, I don't want to say Americanized, but certainly... Uh, He's wealthier for sure, but also just uh, more modern almost. Yeah, modern, well-traveled, and yeah. his name is Ben. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's got these really comfy leisure wear sweaters, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and um, as, as soon as, um, uh... So we find out that they met in the airport in right. Kenya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were the only two Korean people there, so they... Uh, connected. The story is that they were the only two Korean people there, mm-hmm. so they connected. Um, so yeah, it's it's a weird situation. You go to pick up this girl that you have a past with and also a recent fling from mm-hmm. the airport, and all this, of a sudden... Yeah, this guy's Ben's, here. Ben's there. Yeah, and you can tell right away he's just like, not about it. And he kind of, like, no. shuts down a little. Yeah. Um, because there's that car ride. There's the car ride um, with the three of them where um, Jung Soo and Hami are not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben is just in the back talking. And he's talking to his mom. So... Already, I'm not convinced that he was actually talking to his mom. I think he was. He might have been. He because not later been. on, we see him at... We do see him yeah. with the family. Yeah, yeah. With, with his family. So we know that he's a family man. And so it's that it's that juxtaposition of Ben having his mom in his life and mm. John Sue mom running out on right. him when he was younger. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can start to see where John Sue is starting to look at him oh he hates him he's so jealous of him and everything he has and everything he represents yeah yeah they go to get the best uh tripe soup Mm -hmm. because ben knows the best tripe place in in seoul Mm -hmm. um and we get so while they're there yeah we get this great scene yeah the scene opens the shot we just see uh chung su and jaime sitting next to each other and jaime's talking about the sunset that she saw yeah and how the sun it was all these colors mm-hmm. 
uh, like orange, but then it becomes this blood red. Yeah. And then it's really beautiful. And then nothing. Yeah. And, and she wants to be like that where yeah. she's beautiful and then ceases to exist, disappears. Yeah. She almost can't appreciate it. She almost can't appreciate the moment because she's so sad. And she starts crying immediately, even telling the story about how. And her, her, her acting, mm-hmm. the actress, her name is um, Jung Seo Jun. Okay. She's great. And they seeing like All her crying are so is great. Like, yeah. the tears are just running down her face. Her face turns like pale and red. And I, the whole time I'm watching it, especially the first time, I'm just like, Say something, Jung Su. Say something. Like say yeah. like she's talking to like you. Yeah, he doesn't and say anything. He doesn't say anything. And then we just hear laughter from off screen. Yeah, and then Ben comes in. Then we get the cut. Co- well, apparently he had been there the whole time. We yeah. get the next shot. We see the other side of the table was Ben just sitting across from them, mm-hmm. and he's just laughing at her crying. Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah, it's fascinating watching people cry," and you know he reveals that he doesn't feel sadness or true sadness he says he can't remember ever shedding a single tear at this moment i was like oh he's a sociopath yeah right yeah like this like like yeah he's a sociopath like something something's up with him and then like he has to get up for a moment because someone he knows is there we find out that it was someone dropping off his car Mm -hmm. so we go outside uh chong su's still has all their luggage in the back of his like crusty old van, mm-hmm. tr- van truck van whatever right uh, pickup truck mm-hmm. uh he then right behind it is a porsche yeah so he gives ben his luggage and then hami is just standing there yeah and so he's like you know what go mm. with him he gives he gives and up he gives up and I, I remember yelling at the tv like what are you doing fight, like fight don't do th- yeah, yeah don't do this like she's awkwardly standing there looking at you because she wants you to be like come with me mm-hmm. but he does nothing he, he, he just... never does even later when he admits his love for her he admits it to ben not to her yeah yeah we'll, we'll get to that because yeah. that was yeah um and so, yeah, he sends her on her way when he was just, like, fantasizing about her and looking forward to seeing her. He and just now, gives up. And yeah, he just gives says, up. says, go with Ben. Yeah. And so they drive off in this nice, nice car. <laughs> yeah. And then we're back on the farm. Mm-hmm. More mysterious phone calls. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he took his father's lawyer advice and he started writing right. something. He wrote um, this petition for uh the neighboring farmers to sign. now what's interesting though is he didn't write it from his point of view he Mm -hmm. didn't say my father is blah 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 he said we are concerned neighbors Mm -hmm. and our our neighbor whatever his father's name is was was always a great citizen helpful and a good neighbor yeah yeah i didn't think about that until just now that's interesting that he's putting He's writing someone else's words. Yeah, he's writing it like a like a writer, like a you know. Yeah, but I think the like lawyer detached from it. Well, the lawyer wanted originally for Jung Su's father to write a letter. Right. Then he asked Jung Su to write it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the I don't think that's the kind of letter the lawyer wanted. I think the lawyer wanted from Jung Su. Oh. I don't know. Mm. Uh, 
But I think Jong Su just has this. He's this writer without an. He wants to write a novel. He doesn't have an idea for it.、Mm-hmm. He's just kind of lost. Yeah. In life,、uh, and I think he kind of latches onto other people's、uh, affairs.、Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. I,、yeah. I think he's good. I think this might show that he has a talent for. Inhibiting other people's MySpace or inventing、uh, truths、mm-hmm. as you know, alternative truth as Donald Trump is in this movie <laughs> says.、Right. Donald Trump is such a potent symbol in this movie, though. Yeah, and then <laughs> just everything that Trump represents. Yeah, and then he's right on the border of North Korea.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's going around and he's trying to get people to sign it. And the guy was、yeah. just like, "Frankly, your dad didn't talk to us. He kept to himself, and he、right. wasn't nice." But I, he, the guy, appreciates the writing. He's essentially saying, "What you're asking me to sign isn't true." Yeah, he embellishes, yeah. and but he signs it anyway. It's、mm-hmm. the the one guy to sign it anyway. And he goes to the other place, and、uh, a woman opens. Not even the door. I guess the window yeah, to say、like、door. to say nobody's home. Yeah, no one's here. What do you want? <laughs> because only because her husband's not、yeah. there. She she th- assumes or thinks that her her presence isn't anything. Yeah, she worth she noting. Yeah, she can't sign anything, so she has to wait for her for her husband. Yeah, yeah, that's the the culture, I suppose. Like、yeah, well, there's there. just some gender、uh, politics there、yeah. of、mm-hmm. just that a woman's、uh, presence isn't even、uh, a factor.、Mm-hmm. That shouldn't even be acknowledged. It's nobody.、Yeah. Um, and then there's a line later in the movie that、uh, wim- there's no country for women. Right, no country for women.、Um, so the next next scene, we get.、Um, We get the I guess they're well, having Jung tea. Jung Su's meeting Jaime、uh, Jaime for tea. Yeah, he gets there. He's very excited. And there's three plates on the table, and he says, "Is someone else here?" And then he looks up and he sees Ben, and then he's just like, "Oh!" <laughs> like he just like deflates, and he takes a seat across from Jaime.、Mm-hmm. But then Ben comes in. He slips and, right in and sits right next to Jaime. It's one of those tables where half of it is a booth, half is the chair.、Mm-hmm. So Zhang Su takes the chair. Jaime's sitting on the booth. Ben just sits, slides in on the booth, so that there's like no space in between him and Jaime.、Mm-hmm. And this whole thing is again a little. Well, it's awkward for、uh, Zhang Su. Well, then there's this whole thing about.、Uh, Jaime said Ben wanted you to come. Yeah, Ben. It's weird. Takes an interest, and in, I think、right. I feel like he takes an honest, a sincere interest in, in Jungsu. Right, he's interested in Jungsu as a writer because、yeah. he asks about who his favorite author is, and it's,、yeah. it's William Faulkner. And later, we see that Ben's reading Faulkner's、yeah. short stories, which like, I'll talk about later. I like, I like every scene between them two when it's like just them two. I like everything、yeah, between them. Just、too. the the dynamics. Is, yeah, are interesting. Yeah, and he does like this this 
this uh, palm reading thing. Mm-hmm. He tells her like why you you can't just a classic classic like skeezy pickup yeah, yeah, yeah. move, right? I'll read your palm. <laughs> like it's just a way to touch someone's hand, right? Yeah, being and then like, he does the pick a move on top of a pick a move by making it a magic trick. Yeah, and like he's looking, he's smiling and looking at John Su, and Jung Jung Su is just sitting there. Um, he, um, Ben says the thing about um, you know, this is this stone in your heart is why you can't tell a guy who you like why you like them, and she does this thing where she looks over at mm-hmm. Jung Su and then looks back at Ben. Yep, and that was really important. Yeah, but I don't think Jung Soo picked up on that because no, he's like not there. He's probably busy thinking, "Oh fuck this guy." Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just trading looks, pretty much. Says so you have a stone inside you, and then he closes her hand, and she opens it, and there's a stone, stone there. Yeah, and then she's like, "Where did you get this from?" And he's like, "Still playing." He's like, "It's the stone that's inside you." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No, but where was it actually from?" Because this is a mystery, and she wants the answer. Right. He says, okay, I took it from the flower bed that's over there. Yeah. And, he's, and then she's like, you, you planned all that ahead? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I'll do anything for fun. Yeah, I'll do anything for fun. <laughs> and so... Uh, um, creepy. So, <laughs> so, yeah, we're at this really nice place. Um, and then he invites them to his house for pasta. Yeah. <laughs> and his place is really nice. Yeah, if jung Su thought Jaime's place... <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it, studio like, apartment up. was nice. Yeah. Wait till he gets to the fourteenth floor. I looked at because I was reading a little bit. I did oh, see okay. that it was the fourteenth floor. Apparently, fourteen is like how you know how we don't have the thirteenth floor mm-hmm. on buildings because of superstition. Fourteen is the superstition. Is this like a bad number in Korean culture? And a lot of buildings don't have fourteenth floors. Interesting. So, so this one had a fourteenth. Yeah, floor I was looking up for some it. like cultural references that. I would miss mm-hmm. because I'm not Korean. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he he's cooking for them, and he kind of does he think of himself as a god? Do you think, or is it just like because he's just like just like people make offerings to God and make an offering to myself? He, he definitely holds his self. Well, Hi-Li. that's Jong Su when him and Jaime go out for a cigarette. He says he thinks he's a god, right? Does he? Maybe I missed that. I think that that's a. And then he says he's like the Great Gatsby. Yeah, he says there's a lot of like young and rich and he's in this. Korea. Yeah, he's this new wealth. He's uh, doesn't ever really say what he does for a living. All he says is he plays. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time that he's kind of mean me um because he acts as like what do you think he sees in you right and she has to explain herself um yeah that like it starts to seep uh, in yeah know? he's he's drunks he's not good at talking to people yeah he's a little he's women a little that he's jealous. interested in he's a little jealous. oh very and very, very like, jealous focused on ben and just like the, him being this rich asshole yeah um in his place though and um, mm-hmm. Jiang Su goes to the bathroom. Yes, and he does a little snooping. He, he finds that he has uh, this makeup case. Yeah, and also he opens this this drawer, and it has um, like women bracelets, different and items. Yeah, different of, items, like personal items of women. Yes. Yeah. There's little things like that that they, that yeah. they put in there that makes you like. <laughs> 
think. Um, and so, like, right after, you know, going to his place, we go to Jiang Su's place. Well, we get, we meet some of Ben's friends at oh, his yeah, place. At the, oh, yeah, the dinner. And Jaime does the hunger dance. Yeah. For <laughs> the friends. Who are kind of just making fun of her. Well, she, like, instructs them on how to, the, they're going to have to clap along if they want to see her do the dance. And mm-hmm. they start doing the clapping with her. And then she starts dancing. But then the clapping just slowly fades away. Because she's been dancing for, like, a minute now. Yeah. And she's still dancing. So she's still dancing. They no just kind of stop. It's like a reverse slow clap. <laughs> where eventually it's just, like, someone, like, clapping not even to a beat. And then she's still dancing. And everyone's yeah. just, like, looking at her. Yeah. And then we get this jong looks at her and he's like kind of embarrassed by her yeah or he thinks that she should be embarrassed for herself yeah then he looks over at ben and ben's yawning yeah and then gives this look yeah to jong like what's she doing yeah. yeah but it's kind of um he kind of has like a smirk on his face it's mm-hmm. not like yeah like he's it's it's um not like he's not amused. He's a little amused. He still yarns, though. He's still, like, is yeah. bored, I suppose. Just rich and bored. Even though he's the one that really wanted her to dance for his friends. Right. It seems like just a game to him. Mm-hmm. And she's totally oblivious to it. She's mm-hmm. fine. She's not affected by this at all. They go to the club, and she dances even crazier. Yeah. Yeah, she's just having a ball. And they're having fun with her as well. She's dancing with them and, at the and Jong Su's visibly uncomfortable trying to navigate through the yeah, crowd, yeah. and there's just so many yeah, bodies is, pushing against him. And this is not a scene, claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, yeah. So then we get yes. to his place. Um, he's well, right after the club, we see him cleaning up after his, his cow mm-hmm. singing very loudly about the cow. It's, it's a really cute moment, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the one moment where you see him lively, mm-hmm. like loud yeah. and, and kind of making a fool of himself mm-hmm. when he's by himself with his cow. But then he gets a phone call from Jaime that mm-hmm. they're on their way over. <laughs> yeah. And so he has to stop what he's doing right away. Yeah. Um, and so this is just like another like juxtaposition between like the classes yeah. It shows like it's very very clear from his place to his place. Mm-hmm. I mean from um, Ben's place to, to Right. To, yeah, I mean and then we place. literally have Ben pull up in his Porsche. Yeah, to this on, farm. Yeah. Yeah. And we get the well story where yes. um Hami is like when I was young, I lived right across there and I fell in a well. And I was in there for hours looking up, waiting for someone to come and get me. Mm-hmm. And then Jung Soo came. Yeah, he rescued me. He rescued me. But so, he doesn't even remember. Yeah, we see Jung Soo in the background, like, confused by yeah. the story, not really sure what's happening. And then it gets to the point where she says that he rescued her. Yeah. He doesn't remember he that. He doesn't remember. And she and says, you, and he didn't, doesn't even remember. You'd think you would remember something like that. Right? Yeah. If it I, if like I saved moment, someone's like a, life. Yeah. From yeah. a well. Um I think I would remember that, but he has no idea. Um, and it's just like, I think this is like my, maybe my favorite scene or my second favorite scene. I can't, can't decide, but I really like this whole sequence of them just 
sitting outside his place drinking wine and just mm-hmm. watching the sunset you know and i mean it's just like you know this is the best day ever this may be the best day ever you know what right I mean? and it's just very chill and you're just enjoying their each other's company not even talking that much really no and then uh ben pulls out the pot and they mm-hmm. smoke a little bit oh man which i gets what i i was just like jung su is gonna love this he's gonna oh. love he's gonna love the weed like he's gonna become like a pilot it's gonna be great for him like it's gonna like chill that, him out that didn't happen though you know no I didn't. we got jaime to d- strip naked though and yeah and like dance um, some more yeah um to the sunset this really moving scene of her yeah like this is like her great hunger Mm-hmm. dance this the is her music her disappearing act the music that plays mm-hmm. it's like this jazzy nightclub like almost like a burlesque uh yeah. honestly and, i'm saying this probably because i'm doing a show based off of him but it was a little david lynch no it um i think that's a fair comparison yeah like a woman dancing to that style of music the way that she was dancing just very like you know, lyrical. She felt free. Yeah, she felt very free and, and she comfortable. Was doing, she was doing a bird men. with her with her hands that mm-hmm. then disappeared into thin air. Then she was a bird. Yeah, and then she has this this moment of realization, mm-hmm. and she starts to break down and yeah. cry. You know, she, yeah, she she has this. I guess it's similar to what happened when she was looking at the sunset in Kenya. Yeah, she has this desire to to disappear right like that's her desire she she does this dance she's still here she realizes yeah. that and now she's sad again and then she falls asleep because yeah, she, yeah. she just falls asleep yeah, when places. she yeah after she she cries she just falls asleep like yeah pronto so we see uh jung su and ben carrying her to a couch mm-hmm. ben's just cracking up he yeah thinks it's also funny mm-hmm. jung su seems to be a little more concerned yeah he covers her he uh, yeah he gives yeah. her a blanket gives her a blanket while she sleeps if, if only he could be so caring while she's awake exactly or around because mm-hmm. you know then we have this conversation where uh now it's just jung and ben sitting outside jung opens up about um his mother and his, his dad he starts with yeah. i hate my dad you're right i hate right. my dad he has this bottled up rage mm-hmm. um when my mother left, he made me burn all of her clothes, mm-hmm. and uh, I still have dreams about it. Yeah, and then that leads Ben into talking about how he burns greenhouses. Yeah, then he just says, "I burn greenhouses." Yeah, every two months he'll burn a greenhouse. Yeah, and it's been about two months since he burned. Yeah, Johnson. <laughs> When's the last time you burned? About yeah. two months. Yeah, I just find these greenhouses and. Mm-hmm pour kerosene all over them yeah it's really flick a match and they're gone in 10 minutes they disappear they cease to exist he uses the same language Mm -hmm. that jaime used when describing it's really her own desires great mysterious dialogue because then you start to wonder exactly what ben is talking about he's saying like i came out here to scout and the one that i'm gonna burn down is very very near yeah uh, Jung Su says, "Are you? How do you? Are you the one? You just decide what greenhouses are uh, abandoned or uh, ready to be burned down." And Ben says, "I don't judge. 
I just accept that they're waiting to be burnt down. Mm-hmm. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and he says it's a crime just like how we're smoking pot. Mm-hmm. So he has this rationalization for it. Yeah. But, you know, this is uh, Jong Su's movie. We've been with him the whole time. Mm-hmm. We feel for him, for his but affection he's... towards Jaime. So we share his uh, distaste for Ben. Yeah. We hear all this. We're like, what? But it's weird because he has this distaste for Ben, but he also opens up to him and right. shows interest in his habit of burning greenhouses. Like he's really interested. in Yeah. That. After Ben um, talks about the greenhouses, he then admits his says, love. Yeah. Yeah. Just randomly, he goes from talking about Jung Su's talking about his mom leaving and burning her mom clothes. Mm-hmm. Ben says his whole thing about burning greenhouses. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden. Zhang Su says, I love Jaime. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, this weird conversation where yeah. they're not and then talking the... about the same things, but they might be. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he, uh, Ben laughs. Yeah. And he repeats it again. And he laughs a little more. Mm-hmm. And then Jaime comes out. Yeah. What, like, tell her you love her. Don't tell Ben. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? And uh, they just kind of just sit there for a moment. Staring out again. I thought that this was his opportunity to tell Jaime what he just told Ben. Instead, instead, oh Ben's Ben's goodness. in the car. He's getting ready to pull out. Jung Su says, uh, "Why are you so quick to take off all your clothes? You're like you're like a whore." Yeah, only whores do that. Right. And I'm just like, what? Why would you say that to her? Like this 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 girl has showed you time and time again that she's just like an emotional time bomb Mm -hmm. right and she really likes you and you saying that could be like the straw that breaks the camel back right that's the same it could be like it could be like the the final straw so like i was just like this is this is awful yeah and certainly as i was watching it definitely the first time i was like what are you doing i want you to confess your love for Mm -hmm. her and do the right thing with some distance from it, like, was he ever actually interested in her as a person? Or was it just this attractive girl that uh, showed interest in him? All right. So he goes to her empty apartment and masturbates and he, yeah, like, is just jealous of this other guy that she's with. Yeah. Like, he um, doesn't even deserve her. He doesn't. So she gets in the Porsche, mm-hmm. rolls out with Ben, doesn't doesn't stay. Yeah. Um, you know, those are his last words to her. Yeah. And after that, it begins the obsession. He starts looking around at greenhouses to see if any of them. Yeah, yeah he has a dream. Yeah, he has a dream. He had stated to Ben that he still has dreams about burning his mother's clothes, but now we see him dreaming He's a child looking at this fire, but then we see that the fire is this greenhouse mm-hmm. that's on fire, yeah. that's burning. Mm-hmm. And so now the you know, what what is it on Legion? What is that the delusion? Yeah, has been you know set in his ear. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's a, he's obsessed about it now, and um, so you know he's looking around in greenhouses, and none of them have burned yet. And then he gets this phone call. He gets a phone call from Jaime, and on the phone call, 
all you hear is footsteps like running away. Yeah, it reminds me of like the phone call Liam Neeson gets in Taken, mm-hmm. but with less information. Way Not, less. She doesn't say I'm being taken, but yeah. it's a it's an alarming call. Yeah, so you hear footsteps running away, and then you hear slower footsteps mm-hmm. walking closer to the phone, and then you hear a zip, a, a, like a zipper sound, and then the call ends. Mm-hmm. Tries to call her back. And it goes, like, straight to voicemail, I think. Yeah. He can't get in touch with her. And so he rushes to her place. And uh, he can't get in. He convinces the landlady to let him in. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's just like, you can't ask me to do that. And then she lets, lets him in right away. And her place is super clean. Yeah, way cleaner than way we've cleaner. ever seen it. Yeah, and the landlady suggests, oh, she probably just went away on a trip mm-hmm. and cleaned up beforehand. Also, but, but we've seen what her apartment looks like when she's on a trip. Yeah, also it's not she's, that. Also, she says, uh, "There's no cats here because we don't allow pets." Right. And when he goes there, the litter box is gone as mm-hmm. well. Um, he goes into her bathroom and opens the window, and right outside of it is her suitcase, her pink suitcase. Right. Yeah. So he knows she didn't go on a trip. Yeah, he's like, I don't think she went on a trip. Then we get, in the middle of all this, he goes to a job interview mm-hmm. at like a warehouse. Yeah. Where, well, first we just see he's at a warehouse. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. And it's him and a couple other young people, and they're all just on their phones, isolated. Mm-hmm. And then they're told to line up. And they're not interviewed as people. They get each one of them gets a number. Yeah. <laughs> so they're interviewed. He's number three. So he's number three where you live. It's yeah. just this demoralizing uh, Yeah, it's just like, thing. like, can you work flexible hours? Okay. Um, you live two hours away. Is that going to be a problem for you? No. And then when it gets to him, he kind of just disassociates. Yeah, he says, where do you live? And he doesn't answer. And he yeah, says, he number can... three, where do you live? And then he kind of does that thing where he just kind of like, looks off into the distance mm-hmm. and then he just walks away. Yeah, he's like, "Nope, I'm out." Yeah, he's out. He can't he can't focus on anything else but Jaime and Ben. And uh why do I have dance here? Because that's when he goes to Jaime's pantomime okay. uh studio. Mm-hmm. We see some some people practicing. Yeah. Pantomime. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like this this dance. Which I think has some significance to Mm -hmm. it. There's something about the movement after he talks to the teacher and he goes back. And they do this movement um, with their hand across their face, kind of like peeling back a mask. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like um, a hand on the heart. But in like a like an aching way, yeah, like a pain. And then a, a hands up, kind of like in the in the, the same way of the Great Hunger Dance, right? Like right? A, yearn, a yearning or reaching yeah. for something. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, that means something. They showed that for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we get some stalking. He starts to stalk. Oh, by the way, the teacher had said, "No, we haven't seen her. Yeah. She hasn't come up." Yeah. So uh, now he's following Ben. Yeah. And I feel like he was a little obvious. Oh, yeah. Both times. But, e- but even he more doesn't the second time. appear to get caught. Yeah. We don't know if Ben is wise to yeah, try if, to sue following him. If but... Ben is at all wise, he doesn't act like it. 
he's still very right. friendly. Um, very friendly to Jung Soo. So he follows Ben into this hip coffee shop. Mm-hmm. This is where Ben's sitting down reading. He's Faulkner. like, "See, I'm reading Faulkner now." Yeah. By the way, how's your how is your story going? Right. Um. He's he's very interested. In, in not Jung-Soo. that I've read too much Faulkner, but of what I know, I believe, and certainly the one that I story of his that I know for certain that I've read, mm-hmm. he seem I he like uh, explores. All, all of his stories were set in uh, the South, like a post, what's it called? Re- mm. Reconstructionist? No. Industrial uh, Revolution? No, like after the war, oh. after the Civil War. Okay. Uh, the South, and he explored, he uses these, the Southern, he, like Southern Gothic is his uh, okay. genre, and he, so it's like people, there's like dead bodies, and uh like creepy stuff happening, but he uses that to explore like social uh, strife and uh, mm. the class struggles, and mm-hmm. I I think it, re- it relates. It relates to this. Yeah, I mean, there's a if you have a movie and your character uh, is a writer, you're and he's asked who his favorite author is, you, you're going to want it to be something that ties into it. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, I think that's one of the keys that this movie is kind of about, at least in Korea, young people not having a place in the world, really. Mm-hmm. And then people with uh, lots of money are just kind of aimless and playing and everything's a joke and they don't actually feel anything. And then people... yeah. They are younger, maybe artists like uh, Jung Soo, who's a writer, and Jaime, who's a, a mime, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> She's an artist, though. Yeah. Um, they have these greater desires and great hungers, but no means yeah, no to means. realize mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're they're talking. They're talking at this coffee house. What does he say exactly? Um, what does Ben say? Oh, they're talking about the burning of the greenhouses. And John right. was just like, you know, I woke up every morning and went around and looked and nothing around me burned down. And Ben is just like, are you sure? Yeah. Maybe it's too close to you that you don't know. Yeah, sometimes things are too close. For you to see. And, <sighs> you know, uh, a woman comes in and interrupts him. Um, mm-hmm. Someone else um, that I guess Ben is seeing now. The new Jaime, perhaps. The new Jaime. And uh, so, you know, they have to go. But before he drives off, he says this, and it's really suspect too. He says, um, Jaime was really broke. She couldn't travel because she was really broke. And she was a loner. Mm -hmm. She didn't talk to her family. I'm just like, this is really suspect. This is how, I guess people would choose their victims. They would choose the loners yeah. that, you like, know, people if, wouldn't care if, about. If he were... Uh, if he were. Yeah, which the movie doesn't outright tell us. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, yeah, he did his research. <laughs> yeah, he did his research. And it's, it's very, very suspect of him to say that. Um, uh, he also says to Jung-Soo that Jaime was, 
had such great affection for you and that made me jealous yeah it made him very jealous and i had never felt jealousy before <laughs> yeah i've never felt that jealous before which is yeah weird coming from a guy that's never felt sadness so what is he mm-hmm. what hap- happens to him when he feels jealousy you know what i mean um and then jong su goes to jaime's mother's mom, yeah and, mom uh, restaurant mom uh, and sister and uh, he, you know, he talks about the well story and he's saying it, mm-hmm. he's saying it like a writer, like he's saying it very well thought out. And in this moment when he was saying it, when he was saying it, like she was in this, she was in the well looking up at the sky, waiting for someone to find her. Yeah. I was just like, it's a metaphor, right? Yep. Earlier, she didn't know what a metaphor was, yeah. but it. It is a metaphor mm-hmm. of her looking up into the sky, looking for someone to find her. She, yeah, she feels so lost in the world, and yeah. she just wants someone to pull her up out of yeah. what we learn. We find out that she's cut off from her family because she's in all this credit card debt. Yeah, which is crazy. Just like her family is just like, her sister is just like, yeah, she can't come back until she pays off her credit card debt. Right. And just like, is it that serious? Like, is it that, is it that yeah. bad that she can't? come see her family at all because of her credit card debt yeah so we can maybe think of this well story as this desire to be pulled up out of financial strain or out of um, emotional despair yeah yeah looking for love perhaps yeah uh you know yeah it could totally be a story she made up because they right. have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, we didn't have a well. What yeah, are you talking about? They, they, we would know. Right? They, we, if she fell in a well, we would remember. And also, we didn't have a well. <laughs> yeah, I feel like your parents would remember that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just like, uh. And so, he goes around asking, you know, people. He asks this guy. And the guy's like, no, I don't think so. I don't think there is a well there. Right. Um. <laughs> Then we've, we've, we're f- he's following Ben more. We just see yeah. him out wandering on the street. We don't know what he's doing, what mm-hmm. jong Su's doing. He just seems lost. But then he looks up at a skyscraper, and then we see that it's Ben mm-hmm. up on, like, maybe the 20th floor or something, mm-hmm. facing a window on a treadmill. And I wrote in my notes, who's the creep now? Who's the, yeah, it, the movie kind of flips where you think Ben is, like, Maybe the bad guy. He's definitely mysterious. Yeah. But then, like, you see Jung Soo, Jung Soo doing, like, all the, like, bad guy stuff. He's just yeah, following he's him the everywhere. one doing the following. Yeah, he's, 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 he's stalking. He's stalking them. him. Um, and he drives this ugly pickup car, which I'm just like, so Ben obvious. has to see it in his rear view yeah. mirror. And also, later on, when they get to that, like, that dead-end mm-hmm. dirt road and, yeah. like, uh, ben is now behind him. Yeah. I'm just like, he doesn't see, or maybe he's not thinking, but like, I'm just like, he doesn't notice the pickup truck in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he follows him everywhere. He follows him to a museum, yeah, art where museum, where he's having dinner with his like family. And it's it's the same thing where f- the scene doesn't begin with us knowing that Jong Su is currently in pursuit of Ben. Mm-hmm. We just see Jong Su looking at this art exhibit of photos of fires and yeah. firefighters, mm-hmm. and then. It's cuts to the shot down the hallway in the museum. We see that Ben is just sitting having a meal with people because he's mm-hmm. wealthy and wealthy people can just 
yeah, meals, <laughs> a whole family get together yeah. in the museum that they probably like. Yeah, I bet the wing is named after them or something. He's just watching, and he also follows him to church as well. Yeah, yeah, and he's there with with his mom and dad, I presume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like he's rich, and he has family, he has money, and yeah, just everything Junksu doesn't have right now. Yeah, and he's very, very lonely. Then we um. Then get his mom. He gets right? a. Oh yeah, he meets up with his mom. The oh. mysterious phone call. Someone's on the other end this time. Mm-hmm. It's they're asking Jung Su, "Is that you?" He says, mm-hmm. "Yes," and it's his mother. Mm-hmm. They get together for the first time in sixteen years. Yeah, and she's just on her phone. She's on her phone and giggling and laughing. It's not the the meeting you think it would be. Yeah, it's, it's not it's emotionally rough. like charged at all. She's just talking about herself and her own financial struggles. Yeah, and he offers to help, and she's just like, "How you got money?" A line that stuck out to me is she said, "If I were younger, I would donate my organs for money. Mm. I would sell my organs." Um, that makes me think about. The mystery surrounding Jaime, maybe. Mm. And uh, so he asks her about a well right next to uh, Jaime's house. And she says, yeah, there was a well there, but I don't remember her falling in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember that happening. Yeah. So, it's just weird. Certain people recalling a well, certain others not. Yeah, but also no one recalling him finding her right. and getting her out. And we're still not really sure if the yeah. well existed. Exactly. It's just like the seed that has been planted. And also it's weird that Jung Su says, I can handle your money issues because as far as we know, he doesn't have any money. He doesn't have a job. Right. At the beginning of the movie, he's selling clothes mm-hmm. for money. So he's just living on yeah. his dad's farm. That's his like, that's the only reason he has a house mm-hmm. really is because his dad is in prison or going to right. prison and he has a place. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're in, then we're in Jung-Soo's car in the spot where he sits to wait for Ben to pull out of his garage so Mm -hmm. he can start following Ben. But then he gets a phone call from Ben asking him where he is. Mm -hmm. And he says, yeah, I'm in the area. And then Ben just shows up at his window, at his car window. window. like, hey, I thought that was you. What are you doing here? Right. Of course it was him. It was the, uh, (laughs) the Bongo Frontier, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, what the truck was called or at least that's what it said on the door mm-hmm. and he's like i'm here to talk about Jaime." Mm-hmm. and he's like you could have just called but you know what come up because i'm having friends over for dinner and drinks so like you know join us right and so he does he joins them and this is where i start thinking maybe ben maybe this is all in jungsu's head yeah Jaime clearly had this desire to just disappear mm-hmm. maybe she killed herself or maybe mm-hmm. she fled to start a new life or any other explanation that doesn't have to do with Ben murdering her. Right. Also, I I thought like if, if Ben did murder her, he would have thought about Jiangsu pursuing him. Okay. So in this narrative, assuming Ben is this murderer, Mm -hmm. he talks about, when he talks about burning the greenhouses, he talks about feeling the the base in his heart mm-hmm. 
uh, tremble against his bones and that's when he feels truly alive mm-hmm. and in my uh experience like watching crime uh movies and stuff mm-hmm. like with sociopaths they always need to like raise the stakes so they can feel more mm-hmm. so i guess if ben were the murderer he's like now getting this third party jong su involved who's this writer because he might want to get caught or he wants to be observed doing his thing right he does ben definitely feels himself yeah he definitely thinks he's cool says like when they're having dinner for the first time yeah i want you to write my story yeah i want you to write my story stuff like that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and so um you know they go up to his apartment and he goes into the bathroom again is there anything like there's a meow yeah there's a meow so there's a cat there and there wasn't a cat there last time yeah and he doesn't have a name for the cat yet because he just got the cat that's what that says and um so he goes to the bathroom again yeah checks the same cabinet makeup's Mm -hmm. still there Mm -hmm. opens the drawer to see the bracelets and stuff but (gasps) the watch from the the beginning yeah the pink watch is there Hamid's watch is in his uh Mm -hmm. cabinet he has collected it um or maybe she left it there who knows yeah um and you know he's just he's adding all of it up on his own then the doorbell rings Mm because one of ben's friends is there opens the door the cat darts out so they go down to the garage to look for the cat Mm -hmm. and jong su kind of follows them but like very slowly yeah because he's very suspicious he's already been suspicious this whole time then he sees the watch and uses that then he sees the cat Mm-hmm. And he tries to get the cat to come up to him, but the cat won't. But then he says, boil, and then the cat comes. He says it three times, though. Mm, I think does it's he? important. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. I mean... My cat, Doctor, doesn't respond to his name. I was doctor. about to say, I don't think cats respond to names. I've never seen a cat do that before. But Jong-Soo Unless definitely like a, like takes a, this a as... cat or something. Like definitely takes this as evidence that... Ben stole yeah. Jaime's cat and murdered, also murdered Jaime. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, um, I mean, after finding the cat, they go back up. His friends are over. You look over at Ben again. He's yarning. Oh, yeah. The girl, the new Jaime, mm-hmm. as I called her, is telling a story about, um, She's like comparing Chinese people with Korean people and, mm-hmm. and Americans and their different characteristics and mm-hmm. how she interacts with them at um, her perfume counter mm-hmm. job. Uh, and she's like, everyone's laughing. They're kind of entertained by her story. But then jung looks over at Ben, who's doing the same yawning, and mm-hmm. does the same smirk. Yeah. Good acting. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, he sneaks out at this point. Right. But... Ben catches him. Yeah, says, why are you leaving? Yeah. You should stay and hang out. Also, didn't you want to talk about Jaime? And jung says, I don't think I need to anymore. Yeah, I don't think I need to anymore. Like, yeah, I'm done here. I got all I needed. And that's when Ben once again says, listen, you need to feel that bass in you. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, f- why are you too serious? Have fun. Feel the bass. Feel alive. Mm-hmm. And then and he drives off. He drives off and uh, goes back to the trial, the yeah. courthouse, yeah. for the sentencing of his father. And yeah. his father goes uh, certainly, the first time I watched this, when I was fully convinced that Ben was 
the murderer. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, of course, this farmer uh, is being sentenced to 18 months, but Ben's getting away with this whole thing because he's got money and he planned this whole thing out and right. pe- because he's hurting uh, people without money that the police don't care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Class, money, all that stuff comes into play. Father um, sentenced, then, then, um, we get this, the scene with, uh, been in the bathroom. He's putting on his contacts. Um, it's very, uh, well, right before that, cause I do, I definitely want to talk about okay. that. It's okay. big right before that. The dad sentenced to 18 months because he refused to settle. Mm-hmm. Then we see that Jung Soo sold is selling the calf, right. the, the cow. Mm-hmm. Then we're back in Jaime's apartment. Oh yeah. We don't know how Ben got there, how Jung Soo got there, but he's lying on the bed, getting a hand job from Jaime. But then, but not really. But then, not really. It's just his imagination. Yeah, fantasizing about it. This is the first time in the movie that we see an actualization of Jung Soo's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Or that we get confirmation that something we just saw might have not been real. Mm-hmm. But then it makes you... That kind of makes me question everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, what else might have not been real? Mm-hmm. Um, because right after that, he's lying in Jaime's bed. And then sitting, looking out the window with the glimmer of light, writing. Yes, that's right. And then cut to Ben in Ben's bathroom. Mm-hmm putting in his context this is the first time in the whole movie that we're seeing ben from a third person like we're seeing up until then we had only seen ben through jong su's interactions with him Mm -hmm. but now all of a sudden we get ben on his own yeah it's weird yeah he's like he's putting his contacts with no problem Mm -hmm. he's touching his eye they're like there's this saying about people that can touch their eyes with no problem are like yeah, like I feel crazy. like it's the it's like the American Psycho moment. Yeah, of it Patrick is. Bateman's uh, yes. morning regimen. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's a very American Psycho mm-hmm. moment of him like putting his contacts and fixing his hair and looking at his face. And then he's putting makeup, applying makeup on the new Jaime. Yeah, and you can you can you can see that she's a little little broken as well, a little mm-hmm. damaged, a little emotional. She's having right, you know, um, this like charge of emotions happened to her while he's like putting lipstick on on her yes another thing i learned when i was looking up some references i might have missed was that in korean and in the, the film which is in korean the word that they use the word for burning is the same as the word is a homonym for makeup mm-hmm. um and makeup, like, you know, it's this mask that you're putting on to have this new identity to shield yeah. yourself from the world, mm-hmm. to present yourself a certain way. Mm-hmm. Here he is putting the mask on someone else. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it's creepy and uh, poetic. And yeah. I think, well, okay, let's keep going yeah, and okay, then okay, I'll okay, talk okay. about what I think. Because um, then finally, yeah, 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 we get we get to the to the to the climax, right? Like, this literally. this was your other favorite scene. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah, this is it. I know what you like. 
Um, Ben's so, in and, his porch. Right. In this, his porch, I mean. Porch. This is this is a, a, another reason why I think maybe uh, Ben didn't do anything. Because he's out there to meet Jiangsu and Jaime. Yeah, uh, he's standing outside his car smoking yeah. a cigarette, looking at his watch when the truck pulls up. Mm-hmm. And it's just Jiangsu. And he says, where's Jaime? I thought I was meeting both of you. Yeah. Jiangsu just walks up to him. Yeah. Remember that knife from before? Yeah, it comes back. Bam, now it's inside Ben. Yeah, he stabs him, man. He stabs him multiple times. I think our protagonist is kind of nuts. He's nuts. He loses it. He snaps. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for a moment, Ben fights him off. He gets to his car, but then he gets dragged He out. shows some emotion, right? The, yeah, this is this is the moment if he were where a true sociopath. he fills he fills something he fills yeah. it. You know what I mean? This is just like there's that moment of them looking at each other. This whole moment so intimate between them. They're just staring each other in the eye, and he's trying to fight off the knife, and then it just happens, and he kind of just accepts it. He leans into it, and he hugs him. Mm-hmm. He gives him like a hug, and and Jungsoo is just kind of like stabbing him some more. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is like, like so like intimate and sexual, sensual, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, like it's it's like it's like sex. Mm. It's like sex, and it's it's his first time okay. killing someone. Ooh, right? I see. You. It's his okay. first time. Yeah, it's like his first time all over again. And, Making and a it's, murder. It's, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Ben's first time feeling something. Maybe. Um, or maybe he's had feelings this whole time and he puts on this persona yeah. of this mysterious guy yeah, who just not plays a for a living path at all. and uh, he <laughs> just wants to feel more interesting. Yeah. So he says things like, I don't cry. Yeah. I don't feel things. Or maybe he's just so numb to everything because yeah. he's surrounded by all this wealth and money and he doesn't yeah. have to try for things. He yeah. doesn't really have struggles. He has to make them for himself. Yeah, but now something real is <laughs> happening to him, and it's this really yeah. weird, surreal moment. And he just gives into it, um, and you know, Jungsoo just throws him in the car, and then a truck starts passing by because Jungsoo didn't really think this out. Oh man, it's in a public spot. It's yeah. like on the side of the road. Just a terrible spot to commit a murder. But in the farm town, so still pretty desolate. Yeah. Um, and he, he sets it on fire. He grabs the kerosene. He throws, um, he throws the knife in the mm-hmm. car. He takes, he strips down, butt naked. He throws all of his clothes, all of his clothes in there and he sets it on fire. Um, and at this point he's kind of like a zombie. He's not himself at all. He, he has this like really weird look on his face and he's kind of like stumbling to his car, like doing this staggered walk. Yeah, and he vomits. Yeah, he vomits. Um, just leaving evidence behind that. <laughs> but um, but also, like, uh, I think that's something a human being would do. Yeah. Like, after, after mur- murdering someone. Yeah. Um, and he drives away, and we see the Porsche the, burning in the yeah, rear I, view. Yeah, I like that. That you just see it burning behind him. It's like, everything is blue. Mm-hmm. It's, like, really cold. Mm-hmm. And then you just have this fire going on, and it passes by him, and then you see it in his rear view, and he's just driving off. It's snowing. Yeah. And cut to black. Cut credits. To black credits, and that—that's burning, guys. Yeah. Um, this—I'm so glad I watched this movie a second time because 
I Good. if I if I talked about it the first time I watch it, I'd I'd have a different tone about it, honestly, because it was. I think so I need to make slow. you watch "Call Me by Your Name" again. <laughs> I'm was, completely serious. It was so. This movie's like it is. It, it is still like slow and draggy, but it makes it flows much better mm-hmm. the second time. You um, know where it's going, so and yeah, you know that stuff that seems small isn't. Um, what you think it is but other things yeah. are other things start to pop you know what i mean you, you yeah, pick up on and there's just things. so much ambiguity and it's so much it's so much mystery left that you don't know exactly what happened i mean high me was such in a in an emotional state that she could have committed suicide mm-hmm. she could have yeah yeah she could have had ben help her mm-hmm. ben could have murdered her he could have ben could be uh, sex trafficking that's what something i read some theories cool. that uh that's why he goes to africa to mm-hmm. sell uh women as sex slaves that's a wild theory <laughs> yeah um but yeah um can i, I <sighs> tell you a theory i have go ahead because the end the end's weird mm-hmm. because it breaks some rules that were established in the movie, like how everything we were seeing was from Jung Su's perspective. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it wasn't. But he sits down to write, and then that's when we see Ben alone mm-hmm. in his bathroom, mm-hmm. interacting with the makeup box that we saw Jung Su see. I mm-hmm. think Jung Su's. Well, it's, I guess, kind of implied that Jung Su's writing the story out like this is his book, mm-hmm. his novel. Mm-hmm. But I think it might not be happening after that. I'm glad they didn't play it out that way. While I was watching it, I'm just like, I'm glad this didn't turn out like Nocturnal Animals, where mm-hmm. it was just like, obviously, you know, all the violence was happening in the book and it wasn't real. If that there is true, it leaves it up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no answers, but yeah. the the shift in perspective and... Yeah, because you definitely feel, I guess, sorry or more, a little, little more connected to Ben by the very end of the movie. Right. And a little more distant from Jung Soo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that switch does happen. Yeah, because we had only seen of Ben what Jung Soo was thinking... Yeah. And all those perceptions are fueled by his emotion, for yeah. his jealousy of Ben, of mm-hmm. his connection with, his ease in communicating, connecting with Jaime, and also just his wealth and family and everything. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I wanted to say that I think that this, this is about mental health. Hmm. It doesn't, it's not very obvious. It's not like ringing the bell in your face. But I think all three of the characters have something mental to them. Hmm. It's, it's certainly about that, that great hunger that they speak of, which it's, I guess that's it's, the existential it, yearning. Yeah, it's about mental, mental health and it's about class. Certainly, it's definitely about class. I certainly got that. And like love and obsession, upset, upset, uh, obsession. Yeah. 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 It's like, but yeah, watching it this time, just like, wow, all three of them, something is, is up with all three of them. 
And like, like just the, it's kind of about the mysteries in life. Yeah. The, the blur, like, uh, when he's with, uh, the scenes where it's the three of them, Jaime, Jong-Soo, and Ben, jong mm-hmm. Su isn't, you don't know if he's a third wheel mm-hmm. or if they're all friends. I wanted them all to be friends. Ben, I think, honestly, Ben showed interest in jong Su. Yeah, ben was, upon second viewing, mm-hmm. I've really felt a lot of compassion for Ben. Yeah. Bringing, he was inviting him into his home multiple times. Yeah, and you think if he did something shady, he would want to distance himself from jong Su. But no, he yeah. was always inviting him. He was always interested in his writing, like, always just, yeah. like, talking to him. You're like... In those moments where Jiang Su was very quiet and he wasn't talking to Jaime, he was talking to Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Ben I'm, got him talking. I mean, certainly Ben was less affected by Jaime's disappearance mm-hmm. than Jiang Su, but I think he's less affected by a lot of things than yeah. Jiang Su. Um, well, Ben's he, probably a ladies' has, man, and he Jiang has Su more distractions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if this was his first, then he got a little, you know, caught, caught up in his Yeah, shows. Ben's got a drawer for, full of mementos exactly, from past right? lovers or victims. Or, or. <laughs> but, um. Also, you know, a, a man's, <laughs> I don't know how, <laughs> this isn't fully thought out, but a, a man's uh, obsession with a woman isn't necessarily um, clean cut, mm-hmm. that it's. Uh, two friendly parties on equal terms and the the lines in the movies with the woman not uh saying saying nobody's here when she was there and the uh Jaime's co-worker saying there's no country for women yeah kind of like if there was um even if it was a non-violent relationship there's definitely uh you're bringing things into it as a with male uh with your power yeah, I could have thought this out or <laughs> down to say it more coherently. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot there. I definitely like, even though on the first viewing I was just like, I I don't think I like this movie. I woke up the next morning thinking about it, mm-hmm. and usually if a movie has me thinking a lot about it, mm-hmm. I usually like it. I usually need want to watch it again. You know, there's something yeah. about it that's drawing me to it that i need to understand you know yeah so yeah movie or a film movie or a film hmm this this is so film yeah it's, it's, it's such so a film, film. It's such oh my film. goodness it's, if it were a movie it's almost painfully film <laughs> if it were a movie jaime would have disappeared mm-hmm. after their first encounter or mm-hmm. after we met ben for the first time mm-hmm. uh and the whole thing would have been this revenge thing, and we would would have gotten the answers by the end. Yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, the, the whole structure of it was very interesting, how yeah. only the last 20 minutes were this pursuit of the truth. Yeah. It was mostly just, you're with these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a film. It's a film, man. It's, <laughs> it's it's film as hell. It's so film. Yeah. Next next week we're gonna talk about um, a, mo- a mo- picture. <laughs> yeah. That 
we're, we're going to be talking about The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino, but it's on Netflix now as an extended version that is separated into four parts, Yeah, like episodes. Mm-hmm. So we've both seen this movie numerous times. Yeah, I have the, the Blu-ray, so. Yeah, yeah. but we're going to watch the Netflix version and then discuss yeah, it. Yeah, discuss it, yeah. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, um... Any um anything you're looking forward to? Oh, like upcoming yeah uh, pictures. We haven't yeah. done this segment. In a I while. know, right? Um, I mean, because I don't really have anything. But if you did, um, let's see. Next month, Late Night comes out. That's the movie I'm anticipating. It's uh, written late by night. Mindy Kaling, starring Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson. Oh yeah, Emma yeah, Thompson yeah, yeah. plays like a late night host. Mm-hmm. Mindy Kaling's like the new writer, and mm-hmm. I guess she helps Emma Thompson. Be hip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like a fun movie. Like a fun I really movie. liked the Mindy project. Yeah, I like Mindy. Oh, um, and I like her, and I like Emma Thompson, and I've, I'm glad that Mindy's writing movies now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, That's I'm, the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, I I really don't have anything right now that I'm. I mean, besides Ma the, comes the, out soon too. Yeah, Ma comes out. I'm I, excited I think for at that. the end of the month. Yeah, I'm definitely like excited for that. And my mom's gonna come down. We're gonna go see it together. Oh, fun! Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. I'm excited to see uh, Octavia Spencer in the, in this role. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Cool. Future yeah. features making yeah. a comeback. <laughs> making a comeback. <laughs> All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Movie Film Pod. Mm-hmm. Facebook the same handle. Uh, moviefilmpod at gmail.com for email. Yeah. And thanks for tuning in to Movie Movie Film Film. <laughs>